Well, welcome to the after show. Uh, I'm here today with our Pastor Marty here. How you doing, Pastor? Amen. And uh, we're looking forward to exploring uh, the topic um, as you went deeper yesterday uh, with the topic of fasting. And so um, we're in our Simply Jesus sermon series. And so we're going to just dive deep and just talk a little bit about uh, the message behind the message and just really go deeper in some of the points that Pastor Marty covered. So, Pastor Marty, one of the things that struck me yesterday on your message on fasting, you mentioned Giordano's Pizza, you <laughs> mentioned Portillo's Cake, and so I was uh, I was compelled to uh, want to give those things up for 21 days of prayer and fasting. But you got a lot of amens when you mentioned Portillo Cake, though. <laughs> I had a guy send me a picture last night of the cake. He said, thanks for the idea today. Yeah, but not he a lot went, of home li- uh, on beats. <laughs> no, no, no one no one went and bought those. No. <laughs> but it was really powerful uh, as you are now uh, challenging the church as we move into this 21 days of prayer and fasting and really just diving deep in God. You want to just share uh, with the folks at home or watching the podcast here, just kind of what's, what's your heart behind that, that challenge? Yeah, so we kicked off, uh, we're at the second pillar of Jesus's life, and uh, the first one, of course, was prayer. The second one, of course, was fasting. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of bringing those two together into one conversation. We've launched this week 21 days of prayer and fasting for Calvary Church. And we're leaning into the idea that, that fasting is about disciplines of our physical appetites and desires and drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunger is a very natural thing. Our body uh, talks to us. You go so long and don't eat, your body says, hey, take a time out, time to eat. Most Americans eat well before that time ever shows up. Right. Uh, most of us have never experienced true hunger. Some have. Yeah. But for most of us, we've never experienced that. But the truth is, hunger is the strongest drive that we humans have. It, is, it, it exceeds our drive for money, power, sex. We could go on and on. Hunger, as I said yesterday in this service series on, on the weekend, hunger will drive someone who's perfectly sane to become a cannibal because you're, that's what hunger does to you. So the idea is, is to have that same burning passion for the things of God and to start to build in you a hunger for the things of God. That's the idea is how do I build in my life a deep hunger to where – the craving for his will, the craving for his word, the craving for worship is what wakes me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. The craving to be in the house of God with the people of God, whether it be on a Zoom call online or in person, the craving to fellowship and worship, the craving to discover the scripture, yeah. uh, letting that become a new hunger for us. Yeah. And and not just that we do because it's Saturday or Sunday or because it's our morning devotional or verse of the day, but to really start to hunger for the word of God. Yeah. And that's what we're kind of building toward here is this hunger for the things of God. Well, it was interesting as we were going through this uh, just challenge as, as we were watching football yesterday, every commercial was wired towards feed yourself. Oh, yeah. It was pizza. It was wings. It was every other commercial had something to do with food. And I was thinking as we were launching into this uh, this podcast or this sermon series just to say, you know, how we deprogram ourselves to get to that place uh, back to that simplicity where we push the plate aside or we may not we may do a food fast or I challenge my boys to do an electronic fast, you know, just to really focus on Jesus. And so I was really stirred by the fact that everything around us is saying eat. But yeah. now you're saying, hey, you know, uh, simply just pull away, get hungry again that, for the things that matter to God. And then so we can hear clearly and we definitely need to hear clearly in these these special times that we're in. You know, uh, most likely those things were already happening. This, the commercials were already present. But when a person makes a decision to avoid those things, yeah. it becomes real apparent that now I'm seeing this more and more because you've already made a choice. That's a great sign, really, that you're moving into a new level of of clarity in your spiritual walk. 
And, you know, we never see Jesus taking a Facebook fast, uh, but it would certainly reckon, uh, reconcile in our own minds yeah. that that in today's climate that many of us are fed by social media. Right. That we wake up and the first thing people check is their cell phone. They check social accounts. And so we are living in a day where people are missing lunches and breakfast in exchange for time on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and so forth. Uh, right. Uh, I think TikTok has uh, consumed many breakfasts on people's <laughs> account. And probably not growing spiritually from those social media accounts. I mean, I don't want to put everybody in a bucket, but I would just go on a limb and say that. It, it seems like there's lots of junk food out there. Yeah. And the problem with junk food is it tastes great uh, for a few seconds, and then it just bottoms out. And the problem with social platforms is it can, is it can fuel an energy for a few moments. It can fuel a passion. It can fuel something you're concerned about. It can fuel an agenda. It can fuel lots of bias. It can fuel lots of things, even some good things. Right. But those don't always sustain or remain. So the challenge we're looking at is what is long-term sustaining in my life? And that's part of fasting is you're shifting from the temporal to the eternal. Yeah. Um, no matter how much you pay for a meal, no matter how far you drive for a meal, it's a meal. Right. And you'll be hungry in a matter of time. Right. Uh, the idea behind fasting is swapping out the temporal, the consumable, the consumption for the eternal, what matters the most, what goes the furthest in my life. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is the things of God, the eternal things of God. Jesus said this in John 4. He said, my food, my food, my hunger is the will of my Father. Yeah. And the disciples were befuddled by that. They were like, this doesn't make sense. Well, what they weren't seeing is he's saying, guys, what wakes me up in the morning is not my craving for coffee or my craving for my stomach to be filled. What wakes me up in the morning is the will of God. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to bring our church into. Where the most important thing in our life, Pastor Jason, is not um, is not anything except the will of God. Right. And that has to be first because that's the call of discipleship we see in the Gospel of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Jesus, time and again, said, follow me. Yeah. And everybody he talked to, he said, hey, if I'm going to be in your life, you got to lay some things down. Right. And that's the hard part for us. Right. Well, especially now. I mean, obviously, you know, we have an election coming up. We have. We, we do? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that. <laughs> Never heard about it. <laughs> well, make sure you vote. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, but we have an election coming up, a lot of noise in society, mm-hmm. a lot of social issues pushing at the very fabric. And as you mentioned yesterday, some of that's creeping into the church where if we're, if we're not drawing away if we're not if we are dieting on the wrong thing it can it can be a poison pill within a church and disrupt unity and so i like the fact that you stirred the church to recenter ourselves to get back to the the hearing from god's uh, heart and really uh pushing away those things that are attracting us but really collectively as a as a diverse group of people um really focusing on the one thing that unites us which is god yeah and, and sadly um even that is having its challenges today of uniting us yeah because, you know, we understand that unless we come to the Scripture from a pure perspective of the Word of God, and everybody has filters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I've shared this with the church before. My first trip to Israel, I learned real fast that I was an American, then I was a Christian. <laughs> that my first filter was my American filter. I, I saw things through a culture of capitalism, through a culture of American ideologies, mm-hmm. Um, and I had to really reconcile that as I began to pursue after a deeper learning of Scripture and the things of God and a deeper awareness of Christ. Right. Um, I hate to tell folks today, but Jesus Christ was not an American. Uh, he was not a Republican or a conservative or a gun owner. Wait a minute. Are and, you sure about and that? And we try to marry these together, and that's, that's not Jesus. Right. And so it's really hard for us to push back because the reality is we're fighting through these 
I, I would call them filters, but really they're probably spiritual strongholds and deceptions. Yeah. Um, a lot of the sinfulness of our society has become a stronghold of society, and, and they begin to imprint on the brain. Um, and so it's the elephant and the stake. I mean, you know, you got a, you got a baby elephant held down by a small stake and it thinks it can't move that. That same elephant grows to a massive creature mm-hmm. and it could pull the stake and the whole tent down. Right. But it stands there looking at it like, I can't move that. And that's a stronghold. Yeah. And so prayer brings down strongholds. In fact, that's one of the things we talked about in Isaiah 58. Uh, Israel was fasting, but they were doing it for selfish purposes. They were going before God, and they were trying to do their their deeds. Yeah. They were having the day of fasting. They were doing that specific day. And, and God kind of came back and said, that's not it. It's not about having a day. It's about living a certain life. Right. And, you know, he says things like, you guys have been fasting, but then you go fight with your neighbors. Um, you guys have been fasting, and you're wondering why I don't hear you, but look how you treat your fellow man. Was that written now for 2020? How long ago was that? Well, the eternal written? word of God applies to every, <laughs> yes. every, every decade or every generation. And here's why. Sin hasn't changed. Yeah. Sin doesn't have any new ideas. It has new uh, platforms, but sin has always been separating you from God and from your fellow man. That's why Jesus said the two great commandments are to love God and love your neighbor as yourself because sin always wedges those two areas of our life. Right. And so, yeah, it's, when you read that stuff, you're thinking, was this written to the Facebook culture? Was it written to the cancel culture where we're attacking each other all the time? Right. Um, what, but really, this was written thousands of years ago yeah. to God's chosen people. It's who so would, relevant today. It's relevant today because it's the eternal word of God. Yeah. And so you look at that and you and you start wondering how then, how do we apply this? Because the issue with Israel we see in, in Isaiah 58. In fact, Isaiah 56, 57, 58, and even 59 are four great chapters of the Scripture that if a person wanted to read those today, it'll be it'll be insightful to your to your prayer life and to understand the times that he's talking to the Israelites in, and they would consistently get in these fixes. They would get in a bind. They would get in a place of bondage, and then they would get focused back on themselves, and then they would cry out to God. It was kind of a cycle they'd go through. Mm-hmm. But what he's talking about here in this in this Isaiah 58 text, which is, I promised I would unpack this some for our church. I salted that. Uh, this past week to say come back to the podcast and right. we'll, we'll we'll break it open some. The, the first thing he talked about here is identifying the inconsistencies in their culture, in their world right. that didn't align with him and, and, and being accountable for that. Yeah. Uh, too often it's easy to take the social norms and say, well, that's not my problem. And we have to realize that the sinful norms, let's just call them sinful norms, they're all of our problems right. because sin affects everybody. There's not a person here hearing this podcast today that's watching it or hearing it that's not affected by the sinful norms of society today. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing he calls out in the first couple of verses of Isaiah 58 is, okay, you guys be responsible for what's going on. You need to look around you and look at the brokenness, look at the hunger, look at the orphan, look at the widow, look at all these things that are happening every day. Right. And be responsible for that. Let's step up to that plate. Right, not just drive by, not just uh, step up. I'll pray about it later, but to actually enter in and be and be a, be a light. Yeah, and how easy is it? And I'm guilty of this. I'll, I'll pray for you. And and then we never pray for somebody. Why not just take a pause right there in aisle six at Walmart or aisle six at Jewel Osco or aisle six at Costco? How about we do aisle seven? You just did aisle three. seven. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Aisle seven's <laughs> fine too. That's where the meat is, you know. And and just and just pray for someone there. You know, why do we hesitate to do that? Why is it easy to say I'll pray for you? Right. 
and then just going about your life. Why is it easy to drive by somebody who doesn't have anything and just forget them? Why is it not comfortable? I was watching a girl the other day at um, at the checkout. I was at a self checkout, and and she was having an issue with her card was getting declined. Mm-hmm. And I was standing there and I had my pocket out, and and she I was I was going to just pay for her stuff because I you know she was I could tell she was frustrated, mm-hmm. and you could see that look on her face. And um, I was literally about to pay. And she uh, got a card to work. It was already over, so I couldn't jump in. But I was kind of trying to watch without being too nosy. Right. But I thought to myself, this is a great opportunity to step and just bless somebody. Right. And, you know, I, I recall the days in which every penny counted in my life. I recall the days in which every cent made a huge difference. I recall the days. And God's been good to my family. God's blessed us, certainly. But I'm... I never want to forget the fact God's provided for me. Mm-hmm. And how often do we see things around us? And the other thing we see God really rejecting with Israel is this idea of what we call tokenism. Just a, a token fast, a token prayer, a yeah. token a token Sabbath. Let's let's check the box. Right. And why do you feel we're still doing that today? I mean, is it is it more pride or what is the reason? I mean, he he highlighted it in Isaiah so beautifully, yeah. but we still have that existing today in our church. I think it's I think it's a sin nature. I think it's that I think we have yet to fully surrender to God. Wow. And I think that deep embedded in us, even as Christians and Christ followers, is this sense of I need to do these things. I know I should pray. I know I I know I should give. I know I should help my fellow neighbor mm-hmm. or fellow man and my neighbor. I know I I should forgive somebody, but how many people, Pastor Jason, today are fully sold out? to God. That's good. And I think that's the issue here. And mm-hmm. that's why the other things are a struggle. Um, and I use an example. Uh, I've been married 26 years, November to my bride. We dated for four years for that before we got married. I used to say we've been together 30 years, but that has a whole different meaning today than it did 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, you want to clarify I want to clarify. We dated. I lived in my house. She was at her house. <laughs> and then we got married and moved in together. So we've had 30 years together. And I've lived 30 years fully devoted to her. Right. And it's not been hard to give her my time, mm-hmm. to give her my money, to give her my accolades, to give her my praise, to give her my affirmation, to give her my affection, mm-hmm. because I'm fully sold out. But you're not putting on a show. It's the it's real no deal. It's no show. It's the real deal. It's it's through thick and thin. It's through ups and downs. It's through you know three different churches, three different states, two kids, the struggles of life. It's through through poor days and, and blessed days. It's through all the days. It's through sickness and health. It's been through all the ups and downs. And because I'm fully sold out, the the things for her, it's not like, oh, it's your birthday. I'll be nice to you. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of people, the reason we do this tokenism with God mm-hmm. is we're not sold out. We're, we're not living a sold out life. Right. We're, we're doing the deed. We're, wow. we're checking the box, we're crossing the T, and we're dotting the I. And then we wonder why heaven doesn't hear our prayers. So he talks about responsibility, and he calls out the tokenism. Yep. What are some other nuggets that you see in Isaiah 58? And by the way, if you haven't uh, heard the message, Pastor Marty challenged us to read this every day, every day for 21 days, to let Isaiah 58 soak in your spirit. But what are some of the other things that you see that you want to share with the audience? Well, he nailed uh, hypocrisies, mm-hmm. uh, but then he also he, he landed it with delighting in the Lord. That's good. Um, you know, let's go back to food. It's a fast, but let's talk about food. There's certain foods that when you consume them, you just delight in them. 
you know, Portillo's chocolate cake. Here we go again. Okay. <laughs> uh, Giordano's pizza. You just delight in it. And, and there's something about every taste. You just savor, you know, yeah. for a moment. And I think that he's saying to me or saying to us, saying to me, saying to you, I want you guys to delight in the Sabbath. Let's savor the Sabbath. Mm. Let's savor, let, let's, let's savor a holy day. Let's savor a day set apart for the things of God, yeah. not begrudgingly, not because you have to, not because you need to, but because you look forward to it. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've never eaten a Portillo's chocolate cake and thought, man, I, got, I just got to bear down and get through this. Right. I thought, man, this is super good. Well, you would think that we were walking with Jesus for a while that we would have that built into our own daily walk but as we talked about life can pull us in different directions but to to hear god almost saying come back to me like i delight in you coming back to me and spending time with me and then our challenge is to set that time apart to unclutter our lives to then through this fast to then have that communion time with the lord where we can hear his voice clearly and all the other noises are are are, are canceled out of our lives and we can hear god's voice and god's heart for our for our lives you know, I, I think hydration is a good parallel to this conversation. In different climates, you need different levels of hydration. Okay. Uh, they tell you in the drier climates, the windier climates. When I came north to Chicago from the from the humid Arkansas terrain, I had to increase my hydration because it's drier up here, it's windier up here. And they will tell you, increase your hydration because the environment's sucking it out of you. Mm -hmm. So think about the world today we live in. I think many people miss the reality of the sinful world that we live in and how much that is dehydrating us spiritually. Right. And you got people that are living on one glass of water a week spiritually. Wow. That's good. And, and they're, and they're, they're sun dried, they're sin dried. The, the environment, the culture has pulled it out of them. Um, I, I, uh, it, it pains my heart to see people who've been in church for decades now giving over to the social agendas of the sinful world. Wow. And because they're hearing so much about it, well, they think that probably is going to be okay with God because if I were God, that would be okay with me. And, mm -hmm. and we have the Word of God that declares to us who God is. Yeah. And God doesn't change. And, and just because we talk about it more, just because we lay it out more eloquently in a case for a certain sin, doesn't mean God's any better with it. Right. And so I think that part of this, we went back to my earlier comment about being sold out. I think part of this is not just not being sold out to God. Pastor Jason, I think it's also the fact that we are we are missing the reality of how dry we are. Wow, we're we're in a dry and thirsty land when it comes to our our natures, and sin's pulling it out of us. I mean, every day. Yeah. I mean, we wake up every day and something's hitting us: lies, deceit. It's around us. It's in every political arena. It's on every newscast. It's on every social media feed. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, until we're peeling through the things, we're 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 just letting the, the environment just suck out of us the supernatural. Well, that's why we began the Beatitudes with blessed uh, are those who hunger and thirst, thirst yeah. after righteousness for they shall be filled. Uh, great discussion today on fasting. What's one application point that you want to leave with the audience today? Condensing all that to one point, um, God, God-centered living. I think that's the best thing because that's what this is about is living God-centered and and Jesus said, follow me. And in doing that, he said, lay everything else down. And so we have to learn how to live every day in this life, function, raise our families, go to work, go to our churches, serve our communities, but make sure we're God-centered. That's good. Thank you, Pastor Marty.
that's all the time we have today, Pastor Marty. For those of you watching um, this podcast, don't forget to share this on your social media platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, so much more to unpack. Pastor Marty, thank you for your time. You don't forget to join us at 6 a.m. Uh, in the sanctuary, live prayer every single day or online. Uh, stick with us. Keep fasting. Read Isaiah 58, and we'll see you guys here soon. Take care.